0: I'd like to introduce everybody to Joey Fox. He is a, a new New Jersey Globe reporter. Uh, he started with us last month, quickly becoming a, a rising star. Joey, welcome to what I hope will be your first of many appearances on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour.
1: Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be here.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. And and look, I I I do have to say, you're I mean, you're 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 a new reporter. You 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 weren't very old when when nine eleven happened. Uh, You don't really—I I, guess—you don't really remember what was life was like before nine eleven.
1: No, yeah, I was—I was a little over two years old uh, when it happened. So, yeah, my pretty much my entire existence that I can at least remember has been in a post
0: nine eleven world. So, you grew up in New York City post nine eleven. What did what did what did that mean growing up uh, at a time where you 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 heard about what happened to the World Trade Center at, your, at the earliest days?
1: Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the story that I'll tell is from a little bit earlier than that, which is that when 9-11 actually happened, I was not living in New York. My family was living in London, and we already knew that we wanted to move back to the United States, um, but we weren't really sure where. We had lived in New York when I was born, but then we had moved, and then 11 happened. And, and um, my parents were actually going to visit um, America, but they had to cancel that trip because of 9-11. But they realized, oh, wow, we – we cannot be away from, from New York right now. It is not the time for us to be living in, in America anywhere but New York. So really soon after 9-11, we, we moved back, and that is, that's in my home sense. So, yeah, it's definitely been, you know, it's always been part of part of my New York existence is, is having that knowledge, is, you know, um, a classmate of mine in elementary school, his dad died. You know, always little things like that, and it never feels weird because you don't know what to compare it to. Um, but that's always how, been how it how it is.
0: And we you know, we, we look at 9-11 and, and we, we, we you and I have discussed the the politics of emergencies, the, the politics of a crisis situation and and what that means uh, in political campaigns. I mean, I I think back, you know, 2000, George Bush. Got beaten fairly badly in New Jersey. By the end of 2001, his approvals in New Jersey, in blue New Jersey, were 90, 90%. Yet, yet he had he had no coattails at all. I mean, there were you know th- that same year, a Democrat won the governorship. Democrats flipped both houses of the legislature, and and we, you know, we we think about Sandy, and and right now we're we're on the verge of a gubernatorial election in New Jersey. Phil Murphy uh, is uh, you know, has been dealing with with covid for a year and a half and dealing with that crisis. We we just had a weather event with with flooding. What is what is the impact on these emergencies on on political campaigns and on how people vote?
1: I mean, it's a complicated answer, you know, as the 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 whole litany that you just gave kind of demonstrates, you know, each of those each of those events had, had really different effects where, you know, Democrats still flipped things to New Jersey in 2001, but then in, um, 2012 in the aftermath of Sandy, you know, people like Barack Obama suddenly had all kinds of extra, um, extra strengths in places like New Jersey that was attributed to their disaster relief. So, you know, it's, it's really tough to, and it's, especially, you know, thinking about COVID specifically now, um, uh, Um, People have compared it to 9-11. You know, there's been a comparison going around where, okay, now, you know, in these terrible days, in the especially terrible days of COVID, we've had a 9-11 every two days or comparisons like that, which, you know, you can debate whether those are really in good taste or not. But we've never really dealt with a crisis of quite this consistent scale, something that just keeps on going and going and going. And, you know, that's – we don't know how to deal with it emotionally. We don't know how to deal with all this loss. But we also don't really know how to deal with it politically. We don't know how to judge leaders. For their handling of these events that just will not stop coming, will not stop causing crises. So that's an answer that doesn't really contain an answer. But um,
0: yeah, it's hard. Welcome to New New Jersey politics. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) but you know we 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 look at we look at governor murphy and and you know new jersey you know as as you know as as people have heard me talk about uh as democratic as the state is it hasn't reelected a democratic governor in 44 years phil murphy is it fair to say that phil murphy's uh political future is is a is a referendum on his leadership during covid
1: i think to some extent yes I mean, it's one of those counterfactuals where you can never really know what kind of gubernatorial election we'd be looking at if it weren't for the reality of COVID. You know, at this point, nearly half of Governor Murphy's term has been dealing with COVID. So the idea of a reality where that isn't the case is just such a different reality anyways. But, yeah, I mean, I think that in this time where people have tended to rely on people in power and, you know, Governor Murphy has done lots of things to make himself visible and apparent in the middle of this crisis. And now he appears to be in pretty good shape for reelection. So, yeah, I think that there there could definitely be a connection there.
0: So these 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 crises uh, and I'm speaking with Joey Fox, a political reporter of the New Jersey with the New Jersey Globe, these crises seem to to put leaders like Phil Murphy on a on a national stage. I mean, we we, we saw just, you know, just since last week with uh, with the flooding. Uh, and the emergency created around Tropical Storm Ida that that Phil Murphy was on national television showing, you know, talking about what the response is. Is there it's got to be hard for for Jack Cittarelli to compete with uh, uh, with those kinds of opportunities for an incumbent?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that our natural instinct when there is some kind of tragedy is. To um, trust the people already in charge and trust those people when they say not to politicize it, which is a completely fair thing to say, you know, and we don't want to make things like 9 eleven or things like COVID into political battles, although a little late for that we've kind of had a lot about both of them, but yeah, that does make it difficult for anybody who is not in power to make a compelling argument for themselves without directly making some kind of tragedy that the incumbent is dealing with into
0: a directly political fight. And it seems it seems like like it was it was immediately political. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. But but New New Jersey, New Jersey had disaster declarations. There were states of emergencies. You know, know, what happened? Joe Joe Biden came to New Jersey to tour flooding. He was standing next to Phil Murphy, next to Tom Malinowski, next to uh, next to next to Cory Booker, national audience for Phil Murphy and, 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 and I should point out, New Jersey can start voting, uh, the ballots are due out one week from today. So what does that mean?
1: I mean, it means that when people are getting their ballots, they're going to have these images in mind. Um, who knows how many people are going to take advantage of early voting, you know, since this is such a, a new thing in New Jersey, it's hard to really game out what kind of effect that will have. But yeah, I mean, uh, um, the fact that we've got this disaster happening now and um, voting happening now is sort of a combination of things that we really haven't seen um, in a while. It, it harkens back a little bit to Sandy when when Sandy hit and the 2012 election were so were so intertwined. Um, yeah.
0: No, I mean, that was I mean, that that was at a point I remember there were there were a lot of Republicans Across the country, you know, angry at a at a Republican governor in New Jersey who who had his arm around the President of the United States who was in a close reelection race. Uh I mean these, these images they're they're very important, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and and there's sort of another interesting counterfactual in, you know, President Biden is a Democrat, Governor Murphy is a Democrat, and a pretty strong majority of the people who represent the really devastated areas from Ida in this case. Or Democrats, Um, so you know you have these, you have these meetups in Hillsborough or in Manville that are are pretty um, one party sided. Regardless, Um, but yeah, it's an interesting uh, counterfactual to imagine what would happen in a case where it was more like 2012 with Christie and Obama, and to think about what kind of image that might show uh, in that case.
0: And I'm speaking with New Jersey Globe political reporter Joey Fox. Something else I noticed uh, recently: a, a Monmouth University poll, and and it listed listed terrorism still is a is a is a major concern to New Jersey voters. But what I thought was interesting was that New Jerseyans less afraid today of foreign terrorism as, as they they were. 20 years ago, uh, after the attack at, at the World Trade Center, today more interested in, or more concerned in, in domestic terrorism, the threat of domestic terrorism. Do you, do you see that as being an issue, uh, uh, whether whether it's in the 2021 campaign or we're in the 2022 midterms when New Jersey is going to have a, a bunch of hotly contested congressional races.
1: I mean, it's tough to say. I'll say just, you know, from my personal experience, since we were talking earlier about what it was like for me growing up in New York in a post 9-11 world, you know, the, the foundation of this era in some ways is 9-11 and the wars it created and the, the politics it created. But also, you know, for me as a relatively young person, the, um, the things that have happened during my own like political coming of age have not been things like 9-11, but have been proven- predominantly acts of domestic Um, violence and terrorism like the Capitol insurrection this year or Charlottesville or things like that um so it's sort of it's tough to know what this new whether that's going to be the new um framework as you know lots of people my age um and people who don't have these sort of extremely strong memories of learning how vulnerable American America can be like we did on 9-11 um you know, we're forming these different memories, these, diff- these yeah. memories that are based around domestic terrorism instead. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's tough to predict exactly what the political consequences for that might be. Um, but historically, you know, um, <clears throat> domestic terrorism has oftentimes been associated with far-right uh, activists, although sometimes it has been associated with far-left people too, but predominantly far-right. Uh, so that could definitely have an impact that way uh, if the main – thing that people are worried about is from the far right that
0: certainly could have a political impact understood understood i've been speaking with Joey Fox New Jersey Globe reporter we're still trying to get Don DeFrancesco and get through these technical issues but uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, this is David Wildstein the editor of the New Jersey Globe and you're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC welcome back it's David Wildstein I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe I'm I'm talking to joey fox a, a reporter for the the globe joey thanks for staying on yeah and no problem and, and i want to i want to apologize to the listeners we had expected to have former governor don DiFrancesco on we've we've had some technical issues uh he will not be on the show today i hope uh i i i hope to exercise a rain check and have him uh come on at some point because he was an eyewitness to what happened at the world trade center 20 years ago today uh as the governor of new jersey and 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 i'd like everybody to hear uh what his observations were but but joey as we we talk about what's what's going on in politics right now in new jersey this was a uh, there, there was an important development in the race for Congress in the 7th District. Can you can you explain what happened this week?
1: Yeah. So in many ways, it was an important announcement, and in many ways, it was sort of the promise of a future important announcement. Basically, what happened was the House Ethics Committee, which has been looking into uh, Congressman Tom Malinowski, who is from the 7th District, which is a very competitive district, um, announced that it was continuing its inquiry into him uh, for... Um, making a ton of stock trades in 2020 and then not properly disclosing them. Um, So, you know, so there was big news this week in that they were continuing their inquiry. But at the same time, uh, most it it didn't provide any new real information. We already know what Malinowski is potentially in trouble for, uh, which is these stock trades and his um, uh, his failure to properly disclose them. Although he has since uh, put all of his stocks into a blind trust, directed his Stockbroker to not make any more trades, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, his past actions are still under under scrutiny. Um, <clears throat> but the most important thing is that now we have a date where we might know more, which is October twenty first. Uh, and at that date, the ethics committee will announce that perhaps it's clearing Malinowski, perhaps it's finding him, perhaps it's expanding its inquiry into investigation. We'll have to see then. Um, but what this means for Malinowski is that he's got at least another month and a half of uh, potentially uh, being in trouble from the Ethics Committee and receiving a lot of attacks from the National Republican Congressional Committee, uh, calling him trading Tom, uh, attacking him for this inquiry, et cetera, et cetera. And Tom so, Malinowski... That's, that's a primer
0: on it. It, it is, and he, he barely... Uh, he, he, and, I, and I would encourage everybody to read Joey Fox's story on this on the New Jersey Globe. Uh, Malinowski won. I mean, it was it was an extraordinarily close race by by one percent against Tom Kane Jr., the the Republican Senate Minority Leader. Uh, this
1: is even as Joe Biden is winning the district by around ten points. So right. it's I mean, it's definitely a significant underperformance, even before this
0: stock story broke. So this this is going to be an issue, regardless. I think of where the Ethics Committee uh, just what they decide to do, won't it? Yeah, I
1: mean that's certainly what the NRCC is hoping for. Um, because they've they've already put a lot of uh, investment into this uh, image of Malinowski as trading Tom as this kind of scurrilous Washington insider, um, and yeah, it's the kind of thing where you know if if Malinowski is found guilty and um, you know it's not a criminal court, but you know he's found to have committed violations and he gets fined, then that's certainly a great attack line for Republicans. And even if he's not. You know, we in the media might say, well, Malinowski was 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 clear to this, but the NRCC is unlikely to be so forgiving. They're probably going to keep on hammering this image,
0: uh, regardless of exactly how it comes down. And the backdrop of all this is, is redistricting and, and that that the events that will take place with this inquiry and the, and the ethics committee, I think they were very clear to to say that this this doesn't this doesn't reflect on Malinowski yet. It's simply an announcement of their process. Uh, yes. But but it'll it'll be involved in redistricting, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. So so New Jersey is going to have to do some reshuffling of its congressional districts where um, it's two most urban districts. So that's uh, the one based primarily in Newark and then the one based in Hudson County um, are quite overpopulated. And all the rest or almost all the rest are underpopulated or about about even. Uh, so that means that those districts are going to have to shrink And those two overpopulated districts are going to have to shrink, and all the others are going to have to make up for that. So, we're almost guaranteed to see some fair amount of shuffling in redistricting, and there might also be some partisan shuffling in terms of, you know, there's lots of competitive districts. Some of those might be made safer for one party or another. Sure. And in the event that Malinowski, you know, gets significantly slammed by the ethics committee, the redistricting commission might decide to say, well, look, this guy. Is he really worth preserving for us? You know, he's he's got this this bad record. We can make his seat safe Republican and make all of these other North Jersey seats safe Democratic. Well, none of us none of us know yet what's going to
0: happen. But yeah, we, but, we,
1: this is purely hypothetical. I, but just sort of that is one potential
0: conclusion of this. It is. I've been speaking to Joey Fox, reporter for the New Jersey Globe. Thank you for for bailing me out. Uh, for for a segment, we we apologize again for Don DeFrancesco uh, not being able to make it. Uh, but everybody, I want again 9/11 hugely solemn day, and 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 all of us will for remember you know, forever remember the events and the heroism and and the people who were involved. So so thanks for listening this week. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.